I, I don't know. I, I think there's something about the Mega Maker brand that I really love. And it has this kind of like punk rock, do it yourself kind of ethic that yeah. makes the marketing seem not scummy, you know? Don't try to be the Rolling Stones, try to be a punk rock band. This is Mega Maker, episode 31. Ah! Hey folks, welcome back to the Mega Maker Show. Man, got a lot of good feedback from that last episode. Thank you, all of you who listened and then sent in your your thoughts and your encouragement. Uh, my buddy Kyle said, "Man, it sounded like you cried a bit during that episode," and in some ways, I was because um, change isn't always easy. It's necessary, but it's not always easy. And I'm just really thankful that there's a bunch of you that are excited about this more kind of focused direction. What we're talking about is how to be a maker and earn an independent living doing the thing that you love. And last episode, I played this clip from Mike Herrera's podcast. Uh, Mike Herrera is the lead singer from the punk rock band MXPX. Here's the full clip. That's the new world we live in where everything's boutique, everything's a small business, uh, everyone's an entrepreneur. But uh, I think it's kind of cool because uh, we got the small bands, like, you know, people doing the DIY ethic for themselves, working for themselves. Like, there's artists and photographers and musicians and and it goes beyond that into programmers and designers and uh, marketing geniuses, business digital marketers. I love that he includes all those different people under that umbrella. Programmers, artists, marketers, musicians. And here's what's changed. It used to be, no matter who you were, you had to be fully invested in your day job. That's the only way you could make a living. But now, it is completely possible for everybody to make some part of their income independently. Not only that, but it's become necessary for a whole lot of folks, especially these younger people, these millennials everyone keeps narking on for being, you know, too entitled. I don't think they're entitled at all. I think that they are one of the hardest working generations ever because they have to work full time at Starbucks and then on the side they have to go out and find something else to pay the bills. I've got a bunch of stats that I'll include in this episode's show notes. That'll be megamaker.co slash 31. If you want more stats on how hard it is for millennials. And I, I think it's hard for everybody. The, the truth is, is that globalization has finally affected the Western world. And the pressure is on. Those cushy white-collar jobs and those well-paying blue-collar jobs are now, uh, we're competing globally for those. You know, I started this remote workers club uh, app with my buddy Marty. You can still sign up for the waiting list. We've got people in the beta, remoteworkers.club. And one of the things we've been telling our users is that you have to be that much better if you're applying for a remote job. You have to stand out that much more because instead of just 10 people applying for this job at the local office down the street, there are hundreds of people applying. So the pressure's on. But here's the opportunity. The opportunity is each of us 
with our own creativity and our own curiosity and our willingness to serve audiences that we know and love, each of us can carve out an independent income from the things we make. For example, let's look at Mike Herrera and how he makes it as a rock star. Uh it's, it's a cool world that we live in, you know, but you just have to kind of take control of, of what you want to do. I don't have one job. I have a bunch of jobs and, and, you know, you just, okay, a little bit of money here, a little bit of here. Oh, you want me to sing a song? Sure. I'll record a song for you here. Here's a, you know, 500 bucks. It's like, that's how we make our money. Just doing whatever we love to do, but finding the, finding who loves what we do. While I was considering the new focus for this season of Mega Maker. I spoke with a lot of you. I listened a lot. And people would say things like, you know, Justin, I want to make my own products. And I would say, well, why? And they would say, well, because I want to earn an independent income. And I'd say, well, why do you want to do that? And they'd say, well, because right now my income only comes from my work. And I I want to feel like I'm earning something on my own. Well, why? Why do you want that? Well, so I get this sense of independence. Okay, well, why is that important to you? And finally, the thing that it often came down to was this sense of freedom. The freedom to pursue your own ideas, the freedom to finally ship some software (laughs) because you haven't shipped something at work for ages, the autonomy to say, you know what, I'm going to make this decision. The joy of being able to choose a group of people that you really want to serve and just going all out for them. That's a noble goal. That's worth pursuing. It's what I'm pursuing. But I I want to make sure that I'm not painting too perfect of a picture. I think uh, a lot of people think that this once you achieve this or once you quit your job, that it's all... um, I want to say cheese and rose cakes. That's not the expression I'm looking for. You know, that it's perfect. And I realize one of the opportunities I have with you folks is to share the real grittiness of it, to share the great parts about it, to share the triumphant parts about it, to, to share how good the, the, the feeling of freedom is, but also to show you like, man, sometimes I'm haggard. Sometimes I'm full of stress, can't sleep. And if this new season is in a new direction, I think it's in the direction of practicality. That if you are going to go on your own, you can't, you can't just be like, all right, quit my job. I'm going to go and you know do whatever I want, make a living. It, it doesn't work like that. You have to be practical. Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, some people like him, some people don't, but he had this great interview with Stephanie Rule for 92Y. Because when the money runs out, they go and get jobs. And that's what's going to happen, which is quite sad because the 2016 internet versus the 2001 internet is very different. It is quite practical to build a business where you can make $100,000 or $200,000 a year in today's day, and it wasn't in 2000. And so all these entrepreneurs that are choosing the glitz and the glamour and the brand of it versus actually spending time to build a practical business are gonna be quite, they're gonna be so sad in three years when they're in a cubicle working for somebody else, realizing they wasted that opportunity to build something practical versus just shooting for the dream. This is why I'm doubling down on you internet makers. 
those of you who are software developers, product people, designers, entrepreneurs, these creative people who are working with technology to make things that people want. The reason I decided to write Jolt, that's the book I'm working on right now, is product people kept coming to me saying, I need to figure out how to get above the noise. There's so much noise out there. Everybody is advertising and writing content and making things, and I I just can't get my message out. And so Jolt is all about these surprising marketing tactics that can get you above the noise. And if you read the sample chapter, it's justinjackson.ca slash jolt, you can see like what I'm talking about. These creative hacks you can use with the things you make to actually get people to pay attention, which is one of the hardest things right now. There's a practicality to it that's important. A practicality to knowing who your audience is and what do they really, really, really need. And how do you know that? Have you been paying attention for long enough? Have you been listening? Have you been in the trenches really figuring out what these people (laughs) really want? And some of you don't have that skill yet. Even some of you that have been independent consulting and doing freelancing work, people give you those jobs on a platter. They say, here's what I need. Here are the requirements. They've already figured out the requirements. But when you go completely indie, you need to figure out the requirements. You need to write down the list of things that need to be done that connect with that desire that you've observed in a particular group of people. The other thing that I think I need to bring up, and I'm going to try to bring it up as much as I can, the truth is we're not all going to be able to do this. And I don't know how to reconcile this completely, but I... The truth is there's only so many of us that can go independent. I think it's going to be a bigger group of us than there has ever been before, but not everybody on the planet is going to be able to be independent. And the other kind of hard reality is that I think a lot of us can win, quote unquote. A lot of us can get out and make an independent uh, living, as Gary Vee was saying, but (laughs) it's not going to be everybody. Because like I said, it is noisy. And in the same way that we've seen, you know, hundreds and sometimes thousands of people applying for the same remote job position, you're going to have hundreds or thousands of people going after the same niche, hundreds or thousands of people, you know, employing the same tactics to try to make the same thing to try to, it's going to get competitive, And again, a focus behind Jolt is saying, how can we as businesses, as independent businesses, uh, set ourselves apart? How can we differentiate ourselves? And this reminds me of why I wanted to talk about punk rock bands. Uh, There's a band called No Effects. I'm actually not a huge fan, but I love this interview that Fat Mike, the lead singer, did with Now Toronto back in 2009. I'll put it in the show notes. And basically, the interviewer says, you know, in the 90s, these other punk rock bands, Green Day and The Offspring, were blowing up, and NoFX made this kind of deliberate decision to pull back, to not try to get really, really popular. And the interviewer was saying, you know, was that a good decision? And Fat Mike said, absolutely, that was a good decision. And he goes, you know, when you get really big, you can't hold on to it. You can't sustain that level of popularity. Our level of popularity, we can sustain. 
Our crowds have never gone down. We sell out places all the time, the same clubs we always play. So when my buddy Jared says this... I think there's something about the Mega Maker brand that I really loved, and it has this kind of like punk rock, do-it-yourself kind of ethic. That's really encouraging because that is exactly what I'm thinking. I think that is the ultimate in practicality. This show and really what I'm kind of about isn't about going and raising millions or billions of dollars in venture capital and, you know, going for the next big unicorn, being the next Facebook or whatever. Uh, That's fine for those folks. That's not what I want to do. That, to me, is trying to write a pop, uh, number one pop, billboard, top, whatever that is. I would much rather be a punk rock band that builds their audience slowly, that plays these venues every night, night after night, and slowly, sustainably builds up this audience. And that's how they build their career. I think that approach is a lot more realistic for those of us that want to make an independent income. There's a whole lot more room for bands that have a thousand true fans than there is for bands like Green Day and Offspring and U2, if you're from that kind of genre, or the Rolling Stones or whoever it is. And in YouTube land, there's people like Casey Neistat. You know, in startups, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Every vertical has its own version of the unicorn. And I'm saying I don't think we should try to aspire for that. Instead, be like a punk rock band. All right, folks, here are some things you can do between now and next episode. First of all, go through the five whys. That's where you say, okay, why do I want to make things? And then say, okay, well, why? And then the next time you answer, ask why again. And you keep asking why until you get down to the root cause, why you really want to do what you want to do. The other thing is now that the show's restarted, we need to get some iTunes reviews back going again. Uh, Go to megamaker.co slash review. Give the show five stars. Help other people find the show, too. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin. That's M-I, Justin. I love hearing from you. You can also email me, words at nerdnorth.com. And if you want to join the newsletter list, uh, megamaker.co slash challenge is a good way to do that. Uh, this theme music, striker-metal.com, and our podcast is hosted by simplecast.fm. There's a lot of folks that have been getting these Mega Maker shirts. If you want to hey, say, hey, I'm a fan, wear it to a conference and meet other Mega Makers, store.megamaker.co. And again, I would love for you to check out my new book, justinjackson.ca slash jolt. It will be out hopefully this month. <laughs> Wish me luck on that. And I will talk to you next Friday.